I called my mother this morning. My parents have long since moved from the house I grew up in, down the street from the park in my dream, to a condo off Rehoboth Bay. They hadn't taken much with them when they downsized from the four-bedroom family home, a favorite chair here, a trusty frying pan there, but my mother had insisted on lugging several large boxes full of photos and old-school projects and probably a baby tooth or two the 400 miles to their new home. She'd kept meticulous records of my life up until I was 12 and resented anyone paying that close attention to me. Hopefully that would be enough. I'm not going to lie, I was really hoping my mother had taken up digital scrapbooking in retirement and could just send me a link to all my childhood memories. But alas, no such luck. No, if I wanted to look through years of bad haircuts and embarrassing outfits, I would have to do so in person. So I packed a weekend bag and drove the two and a half hours from D.C. to Rehoboth, still not sure exactly what I thought I might find, only that I had to start somewhere. The night before I left was the first night in a week I didn't dream of her. When I woke after a full night of restful sleep, I wasn't sure if I was more relieved or disappointed. I didn't exactly miss her shadow friend, but at least when I saw her, even briefly, I knew she was still out there, still trying to reach me. And when I didn't, well, let's just say the pit in my stomach was more uncomfortable than my disrupted sleep. I told myself it just meant I was on the right path and didn't need any more clues, even though I very much so needed more clues. On the drive to my parents' condo, I tried to piece together what little I did know. The dress was small, so I had to be looking for a child. The park was no more help, but we got the dog when I was four, so it had to be sometime after that. And that elementary school building only went up to second grade. That put the window at about four to eight years old. Not exactly pinpointing anything here, but it was something. When I arrived at my parents' condo, my mother had already filled the entire living room with every box of memorabilia she had. I'll spare you the details of her assessment of my hair, too long, my skin, maybe just a little makeup, and my current wardrobe. No one's going to take you seriously in a t-shirt. The two of us sifted through box after box while my dad excused himself to the driving range. This really was a perfect day in retirement for the both of them. I told my mother I was looking for a few pictures from elementary school for some sort of game at my high school reunion since I figured that was an easier sell than I'm trying to find a ghost girl from my childhood who keeps coming to me in my dreams and it just so happened my graduating class was having its 10-year reunion in a few months. Not that I was going. We quickly identified three boxes that seemed to hold photos from my first few years of school. I made a show of considering every photograph, even pulling a few from their albums to keep up my pretense. But after we had gone through all of them, nothing had stirred my memory of the girl in the white dress. I asked my mother if she had any photos from before elementary school I could look through. Just for fun, I said. She identified two more boxes and left me to go through them while she went to pick up some takeout for dinner. There were photos of my kindergarten graduation with my hair curled into ringlets and pulled into the half-up pony that was my style of choice those days. Pictures of family vacations and crumbling sandcastles, my face pink in the sunlight. There were even photos of me flushing my first goldfish to its sewery resting place, which I don't know who thought needed to be documented in film. And then... There she was. 
I'm sure I'm making this up for dramatic effect now, but I could swear I felt a presence there in the room as I held the photo in my hand. Her muted red hair falling across her cheek as she lay, tucked under the covers in my little twin bed. Me sleeping beside her with my arms slung protectively across her chest. And she was wearing a white tank nightgown covered in daisies. I tore through the rest of the box, desperately scanning each photo for any trace of the girl I could not remember. They came in a flurry. All at once, she seemed to be everywhere, and then suddenly, she was gone again. There we were, standing on chairs, mixing lemonade in my kitchen and pumping our legs on swings in the park. We played in my room, surrounded by stuffed animals, and she was right beside me as I blew out candles on a cake with a big number five in the middle. She was even in a kindergarten class photo, but when I went back and searched through the photos from my kindergarten graduation again, she was nowhere to be found in any of them. I took every single picture she was in and tucked them into my bag, leaving out just the one of us asleep in my bed. When my mother returned with the Thai food, I showed her and asked, trying to keep my voice from shaking, who was the little girl beside me? She took the photo and looked at it for a few moments before she shook her head. All she remembered was she lived across the street for a few months when I was little. We had been in the same kindergarten class before they moved away again. My father, when he came home, was no more help than to tip back his hat squint at the photo and say, quiet kid, before retreating to the bathroom. I tried to stay long enough to eat my pad see you like a normal, polite daughter, but all I could think about was getting home with my smuggled evidence. Evidence that this girl, this phantom haunting my dreams, had once existed outside of them. I made it through half the container of noodles before setting down my chopsticks and practically bolting out the door. My parents tried to get me to stay the night, but I claimed I had forgotten about brunch plans in the morning and, you know, it would be easier to drive back into the city at night without any traffic. I arrived home a little after 10 and spread all of the photos I had stolen out on my living room floor. There weren't that many, fewer than 20 in total, but there were enough that I thought I should have at least some memory of the girl. Even now, looking at her face, I felt like I knew the floating dress from my dreams and not her. There had to be someone who knew her name. She hadn't existed in a vacuum. There were pictures of her in my class. She'd been in my school. Someone had to know her. I grabbed my phone and opened up Facebook. I hadn't kept in contact with almost anyone from my old school, but a group had been created to plan the upcoming reunion. There were 176 members and most of us had gone to the same school all our lives, even in kindergarten. I looked back at the class photo, trying to identify any of the little faces. A couple times I came across a familiar face, only to find they were absent from the group's roster. But eventually, I found two. Clarissa Morgan and Zoe Davis. I used my phone to take pictures of the kindergarten class photo and a close-up of the girl's face from one of the others. After typing out a quick, Hey girl, hope you're doing well. It's been too long. Bullshit intro. I added the photos and asked if they happened to remember the girl's name. By this point, it was nearly midnight, and as anxious as I was for an answer, I had to figure I wouldn't hear back until morning, if at all. 